This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Hello there folks and welcome to episode 50. This is a bit of a milestone for us. Um, Adam is my name, this is How You Go Mate, the podcast, the podcast where we talk about mental health and suicide awareness, but more importantly, how to manage our mental health and well-being and the things that we do to keep ourselves well. And uh, this is episode 50 of our podcast. We've done a few of those have been two-parters, a couple of those were the uh, the catch-up episodes that we used to do, uh, quite a few with Barbie and I, and um, we've had a whole bunch of guests on, and we're really lucky to be able to have all these fantastic people on that we can um, talk to about their mental health and well-being. And it's just, it's really, it's really, <clears throat> pardon me, fantastic to be in a space now where we get to have these conversations really openly and really, um, you know, without judgment, without stigma, without anyone thinking that there's anything the matter with that. So yeah, uh, 50 episodes, um, I might actually... Probably in the next few weeks, do a bit of a highlights episode. All, all the things that I've really loved that I've heard in some of these conversations that we've had. But in the meantime, uh, just a little note: next week, depending on when you're listening to this, is um, Christmas. It's a week away here, and um, you know, Christmas is a really interesting time of the year uh, because it's it's a very much a uh, time of year that's focused on um, a couple of things actually: family and and giving, and um, you know, there's a whole episode we could do on, you know, what Christmas has become. Um, but there's a, a really big emphasis on it being a um, time to really spend family, which for a lot of people, it's a um, a really tough time of the year because they're disconnected from family and they're alone. And uh, we're really being forced the message that um, you need to be with people and, you know, sharing this time with people. So... Um, as you go through the next few days, as I said, depending on when you're listening to this, please touch base with um, the people that you know that could be experiencing um, some tough times over the Christmas season. Have a chat to them and make sure that they're they're well and and managing well. And um, but also, look. I don't want to get on my soapbox too much, but there's just this massive focus on the crash commer- crass commercialism of, of Christmas time. And, and, and it's how much you're given. It's how big you're given, how much you spend. And I've already spent far too much money. And, and we've tried to do this on a budget this year as well. But just the sheer volume of stuff that you have to buy people and things like that. Folks, it is... Let's Let's take the focus away from how much you give and how much it costs. And let's put the focus back on looking out for each other and caring about each other and managing and and, and supporting each other and helping each other to manage our way through life and showing love and kindness. Um, And and please take that as you will, but I really think it's an important way to view this season. Um, And to begin, you know, don't, don't let someone feel like they're alone and don't, you know... Take the emphasis of how much money you spend and, and put the emphasis on, you know, how much love you can show through this, this time. So that's my little spiel for Christmas. Um, but in the, but within all of that, we do wish everyone a merry and safe Christmas and, um, and hope that you get some time to yourself, some time to reflect, and, of course, some time to uh, spend with people you love if you can. And if not, as I said, please reach out if you know someone that's going to do it tough this Christmas season, reach out and touch base and ask them how you're going, mate. 
So tonight's episode, it is uh, part two of the worst day of my life with Amanda Howard. Um, as we said last week, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, Amanda is a, a, an internationally recognised serial killer expert. Uh, she's appeared on TV, radio, she's uh, done speaking tours, she's produced dozens of books on, on the subject of both um, fictional and true crime, and, and runs an incredibly successful true crime podcast called Monsters Who Murder. Amanda is also one of my oldest friends in the world. We've known each other for nearly 30 years now. We went to school together, as did her husband, Steve. And Steve, uh, it was his death by suicide that uh, inspired us to start How You Going, Mate, and continues to inspire and motivate us to continue this work that we do. And Amanda's story is integral to How You Going, Mate. It's integral. It's our story. Um, it is the reason we exist. It is the reason we do what we do here at How You Going, Mate. It's the reason that I, uh, without sounding too hokey about it, I, I, you know, I do this in the hope that Steve's death didn't happen in vain and that we can save people. And we know we save people. We know we've had, in the last month or so, we've had uh, one of our episode guests, Graham McFarlane, get a couple of messages from men saying that they have heard his podcast and have... You know, made the decision not to not to end their lives because of that, and that's fantastic. That is absolutely what we want. I'd love to be saving hundreds of men and women, thousands of men and women. I'll I'll settle for two because there are two families now who have their men there um, and still available to love and connect with and be a part of their lives, and that's the most important part now. In our episode, we're going to hear a little bit more about Amanda speaking about the impact of um, Steve's death on both her, her family and her children. Of course, the broader impact on a whole range of people around her. And the, the, the most one of the most important questions I think I've ever asked on How You Go, Mate, is a question I ask Amanda at the end, which is, what would you say to somebody if they were sitting there thinking now about taking their own life? And it's so important. So please, if you listen to nothing else I do, go and listen to that. That's that's the key here. It is a, a wonderful episode, and it sounds weird to say that. It is such a raw episode, so emotional. Um, I'm so glad I got to do this with Amanda. I'm so glad that I got to tell Steve's story, um, even in a small part. I will continue his legacy, uh, but in the meantime, um, please take a listen, and again... If you know somebody who you think is doing it tough, please reach out. Don't wait. Don't wait for them to come to you. Don't say, I'm here if you need me. Go and talk to them. Go and ask them the question and go and make sure you can you support them in whatever way you can. Now, of course, this uh, this episode, we, we don't open with how you're going, mate, because it's the second part. So I'm just going to um, I'm just going to let the episode do the talking. Please enjoy will not enjoy, but please hope you get something out of uh, the second part of The Worst Day of My Life with a man, Howard. For me, touching back on though, what you were saying as well with Steve, I think there was an element to him where he'd do these shocking things, want you to look at him, but then, as you say, not want him to look too close at him. Um, he just wanted you to think he was out there and crazy. And um, I was feel like I was fortunate enough to get past that a little bit, um, and particularly in the relationship that he had with my mum, and she'll listen yeah, to this. Yeah. I know she's listening to this, <laughs> um, and so we saw the other side of him. Mm-hmm. And I and I've said to my mum a few times when we've had conversations, like I was like, "What the hell did you think when I brought him home for the first time?" She goes, "Well, you know me. I just judge people how they are." Mm-hmm. And he was a very and and he was a very polite, very yeah. well spoken man. Mm-hmm. He just was. Um, so she goes, that's what I saw, yeah. you know, and, and it wasn't like you were out drinking and smoking. You were just listening to different type of music and you were, you know, I always say to people and you may, I think you probably had a similar experience and I, well, actually I think you did. I, he was the, the little bit of crazy that I needed in my life. He was the little bit of get out of yourself, get out of yourself a little bit. No, break the rules. No, no, rebel against yeah. that. Don't, don't question that. Don't make that 
you need to question that. And that's what he did in my life. Mm -hmm. But also equally, I think he needed somebody to say, mate, you don't need to do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, no, don't, just don't. It's not worth it. (laughs) I, I, I believe in working hard and playing hard. So, you know, and he was my play hard. So, you know, I work and work and work and work. Um, but when we played, it was crazy times, you know, um, I, I would end up, they would just go shopping and I would end up in tears and exhausted purely because of the crazy antics. And now my two kids do it, (laughs) you know, it's like, guys, come on, I'm exhausted. I'm not young anymore. I can't do this anymore. I have two knees that don't work and a shoulder that doesn't, you know, but I couldn't take Steve into like David Jones. Yeah. Oh my God. Something would get broken. Because he just dance around and just sing out to someone and just do these crazy things. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I can't cope <laughs> with it. But if, Stop it! <laughs> but if we had gone shopping and wandered around, that would have been dull and boring. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we were never dull and boring. We, we just did our own thing and no one understood our in-jokes and we would be quoting full scenes to each other and everyone else began, yeah. what? What? And we're like, no, it's okay. Just, yep. We'll just keep going. Banter, banter, banter. You know, just... You people speak... Yeah, I, and yeah. And those are, actually, those are the best friendships. Yeah. I always say, if you can... You know, I, I judge you on whether or not you get Simpsons quotes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you My daughter has it? never seen Simpsons. Oh, what? You failed as a parent. I know. <laughs> she knows Futurama well because it's okay, sort of more her, right. her time frame. So... It's like, oh my goodness, Simpsons used to be on seven nights a week, as far as I'm aware. But it still pretty much is. I think you can still get oh, it on no seven nights. I don't watch TV anymore. <laughs> um, and Disney Plus, there are Disney people now, the Simpsons. They're Disney. That, that Disney owns them. They're on Disney yeah, Plus. No. Yeah, no. I, I know. <laughs> I don't do Disney. I haven't seen the, the new Star Wars movies for the same reason. Yeah, no, they're Disney. They're Disney yeah, now. They, Dis- the Disney Co- Corporation bought them, and who was it? National Geographic and something else. And oh there's God. a bunch of pl- bunch of places that announced. It's going to topple. <laughs> oh goodness me! Um, so I think we've covered the who Steve was. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think, I mean, see, sometimes I and I, I said to you at the start, people get this. I'll say to people, well, we've got these. This is kind of where I want to yeah. go, and we just go there naturally. Yeah. It doesn't really like it is what it is. It just is. It's how it, how it works. Um, it was the worst day of your life, right? Where does the where does the comeback start? Uh, what it, I want to come back in twenty five years and ask me? <laughs> <laughs> um. That you've done remarkably well, and you don't need me I to have, tell you this. You've done yeah, remarkably yeah, well. Yeah. I, like, um, it's it's two steps forward, one step back constantly. Mm. Um, I have a fear of a good day. I'm mm. terrified of a good day because I think, what's the bad that's coming? Yeah. I I because throughout my entire life, at any time I said things are going good, the world would fall in. Yeah. Steve said it. We're doing good, hun. We're we're, we're finally ahead. Yeah. Two weeks later, he's dead. Yeah. Um, it's, I can wake up and I can be fine and then I'll see an ad at a bus stop and it'll break me. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's like it is. You're tough for the bigger things. You know, you steal yourselves for his birthday and our wedding anniversary and all of this though. Oh my God, his birthday this year was horrific. A whole lot of things went wrong. And and, and and all of that's November for you yeah, as well, yeah, so which you mentioned before yeah. about how you're desperate to get to December because yeah, yeah. December's Christmas, but December's also not November. Yeah, um, <laughs> my family knows that in October they just don't speak to me. Yeah, because it's it's building. You're just it's sitting there, just and building, anxiously and building. looking at November. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because his birthday it goes his birthday, then four days later a wedding anniversary, then a week later Trent, my son's birthday. And then a, four days after that is my birthday. So within 15 days is those four events. So yeah. that's a big week, a big fortnight. But um, we get there. But um, yeah, it's there's no healing. There's no point that we get to and say, okay, that's behind me now. I now live with this. This is what I have to cope with every single day. Yeah. I have to wake up and know I no longer have a husband. Yeah. I have to take phone calls from Telstra who want to speak to my husband and when I say he's dead, they don't understand. You know, um, there is odd things that come up and like people celebrating their wedding anniversaries mm. breaks my heart 
every single one that people go, yeah. oh, you know, we're at 26, we're at 35. We're at, we got to 19 and a half exactly. And it is, well, not exactly, but it's 19 and a half. But we, there's a special date for us in in December as well. But um, people talk about our, their, their wedding anniversaries and most of our friends are now at the 25 and 30 and mm. all of that. Um, and they hurt more than anything seeing those on Facebook. Right. It's like, I'll never get there. I'll never have a 20th wedding anniversary. It's a, such a weird thing to get upset about. No. But it's it's just, that affects me more than even my wedding anniversary. Like, I don't even know what number we would be up to now because I stopped. Because mm. it stopped at 19 and a half. I never got to 20. I celebrated the 20th. I, I celebrated the first 18 months of his death. Well, not celebrate, but mourned it through alcohol. Like, I've been sober now for 19 and a half months. Yep. Um, I wasn't drinking a lot. I was drinking often. Mm. And I end up having blackouts, and that's not safe, and my kids deserve better. So I just went cold turkey, done. It's, and I haven't touched a drink since. Um, and I love my wine, and it's very yeah, hard not that. to, but I've just done it. But it's about there's no closure. There's no, there will never be the answer that will satisfy me. There will never be that, oh, okay, someone found out the reason. That's good. Thanks. Hmm. It's done this closure. There, there's no such thing as closure. Like I've, I've, spoken with families of murder victims and things like that. There's no such thing as closure. You might get some answers. Well, mm. I won't get answers. There's no answers to get. Mm. Um, but this is now part of my story. Like, it sort of sits on my shoulder like a dead parrot, basically. It's just there constantly. And you just know it's there. You know that any moment it's going to mean something again. Like, it's... Like it's, mm. it's constantly in in my mind mm. but at the same time it's not there at all i know that, that sounds really weird so is the trick to uh, is the trick to just let that emotion happen and feel it and just run with it or is it to avoid it and no, try you and can't. stop it you, you have to hold it you, you if i was to let my emotions be what they were like i did at the start i let them go mm. at the start i yep. was doing facebook lives i just that that was my therapy was i don't care if no one watches this i don't care if no one sees it and most of them are I sort of private after a day or so because I didn't want people to keep commenting on them. This was me blurting out and being hysterical, and that's I what I needed to do. Watched quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah, and they're horrible. I, I, I watched a few the other day, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this to everyone. Did, um, was it the ugly crying face? Because that would have been me. <laughs> uh, sometimes I was, I'm in full TV makeup, you know, eyelashes yeah, and actually. everything, and I'm sobbing my heart out. Yeah, I usually remember those. In, And the school cues at, at school, are, you, that was the worst time. But um, it's that, that if, if yeah I there's if I could I would continue to cry every single day for the rest of my life. Right, I could easily do it, and I'm very good at holding it now. Mm. I'm very good, and I've been on many different an- antidepressants and with all my other issues and everything I've swapped and changed 400 times and now I'm down to almost nothing. Um, but I really could be easily at day one for the rest of my life because that's the pain I still carry. It's not any less, mm. not even a scary. It's not like, oh, my God. There, there's a quote I love, um, and believe it or not, it's from Blacklist, and I've never watched Blacklist. I've watched about three episodes, and this was in one of them, and Red to says... the James Spader thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and Red says... Um, grief is, is a strange thing. Um, you wake up every day and it's the first thing that you think about mm. and you'll do that forever. And then one day you'll wake up and it'll be the second thing you think about. And I live for that, s- it to be the second thing. Right. I wake up each day. Steve There's is never in ever been a day. No. Steve is in my bedroom. I talk to him. Mm. He's in a box in my bedroom yeah. still because, um, I I can't think of a worthy place for him. A cemetery is not good enough and he wouldn't want to be in a cemetery because they're consecrated ground and he's anti-religion and all of that. So I mm. couldn't do that. And I want to be mixed in with him and mm. have us put somewhere. The kids can decide where then. Um, so he's to wait for me, basically. I don't touch it like I dust the box and stuff. I don't even have an urn for him. Mm. So he's, he's still in that plastic Yeah, container. but it's inside a beautiful box. Okay. Um, my mum had this gorgeous, gorgeous box, and she goes, I don't know what to do with that. And I, I said, I think Steve will fit in it. 
So I brought it home to fit perfectly. So um, and I've got his his rings and my rings in there and all bits and pieces like that. Just some bits and pieces of him. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Every day, it's my first thought. It's another day. I'm still here, and he's not. So we touched on it, and you mentioned a couple of things at the start, and and part of this is, notwithstanding what you were just saying, there has to be things that you do every day to manage get through. Yeah, I work. And you talked about compartmentalising before. Does yeah. it work for you? Um, well, that's what why I work. If I'm busy, hmm. I can't be thinking. Hmm. So um, if I could work out how to work 24 hours a day, hmm. I would do that, hmm. which is not good for anyone. Hmm. Um, if I know that I'm going down deep, I work harder and do more hours. Like I did, I did a 14-hour day today. Yeah. So I started at 2 a.m. Yeah. So I was like, so I may as well work. Might as well start, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what, what I do. I don't I don't let the thoughts come. And I do that by compartmentalizing. So um, I try and put things into pockets. I try and um, – and I've learned this from serial killers. I know that's really odd. But, but this is how they get through their daily life is that they put their serial killer persona into a box and they let it out when it's time. Mm. For the rest of their life, they're a normal father, mother, daughter, son, whoever. Um, it's kind of that, um, I guess for people who don't understand that, if you watch the show Dexter, that's probably a really good example of that. Yeah. 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 If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah. And that's what they do. And I speak to hundreds of serial killers. And it's something that I've learned of, of how to pack things away. But, I mean, that's a very small box that Steve's in. It, you know, hypothetically speaking, mm. because that box is opened all the time. Mm. You know, it's not one of those big boxes that, that you sort of put aside, you know, mm. other deaths in the family or... It's not in the back of a warehouse somewhere no, where every yeah. so often you go, oh, no. shit, there's that box. What's in there? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a box that gets opened a <laughs> hundred times a day. Mm. But, um, but there are times that I can't open that box because I know that I can't like mm. right now I'm really trying I'm talking about this without opening that box believe mm. it or not mm. that's why I'm n- not hysterically screaming in- into the microphone <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> it doesn't make for good video <laughs> good, <laughs> for good sound no yeah. no yeah um, <laughs> the first hour was really good but then she just <laughs> screamed just, yeah. hysterically um, could have ordered it edited it I, out I learnt to scream actually I'm driving in the car it didn't help anything, mm. but I needed to scream. It's you're in this quiet, you're you're in this void that everyone's looking at you. You go like a fish in a fishbowl. Everyone's looking yeah. at you, but someone else can feed her. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> and and so everyone's silent because no one knows what to say. Because no one wants to say suicide. No one wants to upset me. No one wants to do any mm. of that. And so. You just want someone to say, "We just shut up and just deal with it. Have a glass of wine. Just, just mm. leave it for today." Yeah. And and you can't, and no one can do that to you, and and no one would dare say that to you. No, no. So I used to scream. I used to drive to work, which is three seconds down the road, and I used to scream hysterically at the top of my lungs, mm. and it just it had to get out. I had to scream. Yeah. And um, it helped, but like like it, it didn't fix anything. I didn't feel better afterwards. But I just needed that loud, penetrating screech that just – of pain, mm. you know. It, it, it was just a weird thing. And it, it helped me at the beginning a bit. But as I said, I was using Facebook as a diary basically. Mm. And one day I might revisit it to look at it. I would never write a book. People think that once you've had an experience that you have to write a book about it. Mm. No one needs to hear about my story and Steve's story and no one needs to hear that. It's, that's not – what people want this what you're doing is what people need we need mm. to have the open dialogue mm-hmm. reading about my experience or hearing about my experience um may make people think but it's about what they're going to do with this mm. so and that's the most important part like we we actually did an episode on the podcast where i talked about steve's death mm. and i've had people ring me and, and call me and message me saying oh my god you know we don't think about that because um I look at weddings, you know, like I watch lots of Christmas films. They're all romance and they always, you know, the rich doctor ends up with the poor farmer and all of this. And the weddings, like, and you see the dads walk their daughters down the aisle. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yep. Never going to happen. N- yeah. Yeah. You know, and like you think, it's stupid, stupid thing. Mm. Princess Mary lost her, her mum. Her mm. mum never got to see her be a princess. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, I've got a grandfather that died when I was three months old. He never got to see his great-grandchildren. He never got to see, you know. It's, you know, yeah. you, you just... Missed out on about seven of his grandchildren. Like, legitimately missed out on about seven of his grandchildren, you know. It's just it's it's just the small things. Like, he, he didn't get to see my daughter finish school, didn't, like, primary school, you know. Start high school. Start high school, get yep. her periods. I know she probably wants me to say that. <laughs> um, you know, like, grow up, she's... Um, She's dyed her hair all different colours. Steve would have loved it. She's been blue and red and purple and black and everything. She's currently black. Um, You know, he didn't get to see any of that. He didn't get to see Trent start uni. Well, actually, he he did, but when Steve died, um, um, I just called my son. You've done it a couple of times, don't worry. It's okay, it's okay. okay. Um, When my son started uni, he was doing commerce because Steve sort of said to him, you know, you have to follow like a proper dream and yeah. and once Steve died my son said to me mum I don't want to do commerce I want to do music do it then then I went honey come on I wanted you to do this in the first place I tried to get him, him to go to NIDA you know but it's like yeah. no 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 you've got to follow those serious dreams and I'm he's not he's following his heart and he loves it and he is of course named after the great Trent Reznor he certainly is so, um, he certainly is so it, you know that's not a bad Aspiration to have, <laughs> and his music's somewhat similar. Oh, very actually, he's he's more Nick Cave most of the time, but it's right. so loud and it's it's he he calls it eighties hardcore punk retrospective, or he gives it a name. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of it, and it's like I can see where your music with those come from, and it's yeah. not your mother. No, it's not me. I'm Madonna and pop, and you know all that sort of cute stuff, and and um. I've got two more questions, and this one's actually one I've just come up with, and it's a question yep. without notice. Is is there a really happy moment of Steve that you think about that just makes you feel good and for the m- most minute moment makes you forget he's gone? Or even just makes you, it's your go-to happy memory? Uh, there's, there's thousands. There's literally thousands. Um, he sobbed as I walked down the aisle at our wedding. Yep. He yeah, I, actually, I remember him watching sobbed. him cry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, and I'd never seen him do that before. No, that was, I never that, know he was I'm, capable of it. I, I'd seen him cry once before, um, watching a, a Prime Suspect episode that has Johnny Lee M- Miller in it. It's worth looking up. Um, that's the first time I saw him cry, but then he cried at our wedding. And um, when my son was born, he cried. I cried when our daughter was born. Yep. They, they said, is that the baby or, or the mum? <laughs> like no, that was me. Um it's all the silly stuff. Yeah. You know, like that I couldn't take him in, into David Jones because he'd run around the place and smash it up. Not yep. not from being vindictive or, or, or hurtful, but yep. he would be swinging his arms around. It, like yep. he's like a bull in a china shop, literally. Yeah. Um, he, he was yep. always crazy. And, and he was and a skinny person in a big person's body towards <laughs> the end there as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like our son, he um, never believed his weight. <laughs> So you know, you know, I still actually, I I thought of him tonight. Hmm. Obviously, coming over here, and I was, it's on my mind anyway. But um, realize that there's a new product line, the Advanced Hair Shampoo. Oh God, <laughs> he had all of those. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, oh, was I like, had like the cheap coal stuff, and he had the fifteen dollar Rogaine, whatever it was, all those fancy things. I, I remember one of the live broadcasts was um, was was either you or. Or your daughter's sitting there talking about his $30 shampoo. Yeah. And he, he'd hate you saying that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. He was very vain. Very vain. <laughs> God love him. But he was gorgeous. So, um, you know, I've, I've said to the kids, like, I'm not, I have no interest in a new person. I, no. and, and And for one thing, I like my independence. If I want another dog, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep getting them. <laughs> Can we just walk in and just walk up to the box and go, yeah, I've got another one. But, um, you know, but at the same time, it's stupid things. Um, like RuPaul's Drag Race, right? I'm a huge freak of yep. a fan of it. And um, Steve used to watch it with me too. Like, not all the time. Like, he wasn't huge in, into it, but he often watched it, especially the grand finales and stuff. And after he passed away, I, re- I realised that um, 
they're looking for a drag queen with um oh, I can't think of what the C is. Whatever's courageous, uniqueness, nerve and talent, right? Yeah. C U N T. I never realised that. <laughs> Nor did you, Adam. Okay. <laughs> um, charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Ah. C U N T. I never realised that until after he, he died. And stupid things like that. It's like Steve, why aren't you? I need to tell you this. You this need is to know really, this. Because really cool. they've said the word C U N T on TV every week for however long we've been watching this for. We never saw but, it. But it's so like it's stupid things like that. And you know, it's like, oh, I'd love for you to see that new Guy Ritchie. You know, because we were huge Guy Ritchie freak fans. Yeah. Um. You know, and stuff like that. And it's silly things that we always picked the same films. So there's a couple of times there was one called Cooties. He picked one time which was really, really bad. And he says, I'm never picking a movie again. It was that bad. <laughs> but um, but it, it was, it was, oh, it's just silly, all that sort of stuff. Mm. There's lots of go-tos, lots of go-tos. But yeah, it's the, oh my God, I have to tell you something. I often tell his box or oh, regardless of where I am, I, t- I often talk to him um, or I talk to other dogs. So I get the same answers regardless talk to how the kids and get the same answers too because that would be silence as well. <laughs> um, but there has been times that, like, I've called on him, like, you've got to help me or mm. you've got to help someone, someone that we know, you know, like, get Trump out, you know, <laughs> the yeah. stupid things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, come on, if you're up there, wherever you are, um, you've got to do something with this. And, and I'm a bit like you. Um, I know you still get messages from him. Um, All the time. I was when I was walk when I started walking in mm. the last year. I had the the playlist on random, and I got Nine Inch Nails, Morrissey, and somebody else, and I can't remember yeah. the third person. But it was basically Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can, I, okay, mate, you're here. Yeah. And then New Year's Eve, um, on the kids' broadcast of the New Year's Eve thing, and they had shone a knife. Nobody knows who shone a no. knife <laughs> is, right? No. Um. But, you, you know, those moments where he'd storm into the, you know, storm over to you and go, you've got to listen to these guys. They're the best thing that's ever you've ever heard of. Yeah. And and every week it was a different band that was the best thing you've ever heard of. Um, but it was Shaun and Knife one day. And Shaun and Knife, uh, they're probably our age, maybe older, Japanese punk band. And they sing in Japanese with Japanese accents. They're excellent. Mm-hmm. They're really good. No one's ever heard of them. And we're talking, I mean, I... The one song that I know that, 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 that springs to my head is Riding the Rocket, right? Which they played on the New Year's Eve broadcast. And I'm sitting there and going like, yeah, mate, I'm, okay, yep. you're here. Cool, yep. thanks for, yep. for letting me know. No, this is, we're talking like in high school. So in mm-hmm. 91, 92, 93, this band was around. We were yep. talking about this stuff. 20 years later, over nearly 30 years later, there's Shaun and Knife on the ABC broadcast playing yeah. Riding the Rocket. And I'm just going, and, and I'm going, Shaun and Knife! And everyone around me is going, Who? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Who th- who's that? <laughs> what are they? Yeah. Brilliant. And there he is. And it's that's music. where he is. That's most of his his signs come through music. I mean, Nine Inch Nails was on Twin Peaks. Yep. I mean, how is that a, a, a <sighs> clash of us both together? Like, yeah. that, that, that broke me. And bloody, what's the name? The Billy Ray Cyrus song the, with oh, the Nine Inch Nails sample. Old Town Road, that's the one. Because oh, <laughs> I love that song. The poppiest pop song in the history of pop songs. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that was that was. I said you've got to come and listen to this. And he goes, "Why?" I said, "You know Old Town Road." And he just walks away. I said, "No, no, no. Come here. I'm playing Nine Inch Nails." He goes, "Did they do a cover?" I said, "No, no, no, no. He wrote the original song. Listen to this." And he goes, "No way." It's like, yeah. Yeah. I have a fellow I work with who is, is actually shocked the hell out of me a couple of years ago. We were talking about musical taste, and he's, he's an American guy, nerdy looking dude, lovely man, really nice guy, but just. Mm. A, and he was like, and I go, I go, who's your favorite band? He goes, oh, prob- probably Nine Inch Nails. And I'm going, you serious? <laughs> and he's a San Francisco guy, yeah. and, and he goes, you like, they're his favorite band. And so I went up to him that day that you posted that, and I went, hey, um, you know the song Old Town Road? And he goes, yeah. I said, does this ring any bells? And I played that. And he goes, oh, my God, I've got that album. I never realized. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And he goes, oh, no, they use a Nine Inch Nails song. In a- but apparently Lil Nas X bought it from Trent Reznor for a dollar. He goes, yeah, take it. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just so weird. But, like, 
my daughter is a huge fan of Youngblood, a young yep. English guy. Yep, yep. And know him. his and one of his, one of his greatest influences is Blur mm. and Oasis. Mm. And he does a Robert Smith impersonation as well. And Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well, honey. The guy that you liked liked what we liked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hello. <laughs> You've got to hear this. And he likes David Bowie. And so, like, Youngblood has a new song called Mars and it's called Life on Mars or something. I said, yeah. well, now you got to hear David Bowie doing a different version, different song, totally different song, but with the same words. And so we sort of teach her. But but she is going that punk sort of thing as well. She I shaved the back of her head the other day. So she's got a big un- undercut. It's only hair. Yep. So oh. she wants a nose ring, but I'm not. I'm not... Yielding to that yet. I think at 14, she's a little young. Not yet. Her father had one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He How old were you when you got yours? How old were oh, you? Oh, I was old. I was about your... 19. Oh, okay. So, it never healed. I, I, I still have the scar from it, but it never actually healed. So, I, I just yeah. gave up on it. Yeah, I was going to say, I still remember the day he sat there and pierced his eyebrow in front of me. So, you know, yeah. I said, yes. Yeah, so both Still my kids want piercings. I said, as long as you don't get spoces, I just, I don't want to have to pay for that surgery later. Just don't do it yourself in biology, <laughs> kids. Don't do it yourself in biology. Uh, before we go, yeah, um, I said to you the I last. Keep going for hours, I know, you know, I know. And I actually had toyed with the fact if we went to about two, if you just got on a real roll, I'll let you run. I was just going to go two one-hour episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could do that. But um, before we go, yeah, um, it's. I said to you the, the, when we're off air. Somebody's sitting there now, and they're listening to this, and they're they're sitting there going, I'm, "This is it. I'm done. I'm going to go." What What do you say to them? That what Steve did was a a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Hmm. Mental health is an ongoing illness. You would treat cancer. You need to treat mental illness just the same. It needs medication, it needs treatment, it needs therapy, it needs whatever it needs to help you get past this that can be temporary. Cancer can be temporary. Mm. Not always, but it can. Um, people say, yeah, but mental health doesn't kill. It's like, hello. It's our biggest killer. It's the number one way that people, I'm still exactly. the number one way I would die. Mental, mental illness is fatal mm. and can be fatal, yep. but it can also be fixed. If you have cancer, you would go and get treatment. If you have mental health, you need to go and get treatment. And, you know, you've got to think about everyone else around you because you might take your life and you believe that people are going to be better off without you. There has not been a single day that I've thought, gee, I'm glad Steve's dead. Mm. There has not been a single day. Even I think his worst enemy wouldn't think that. This this is a pain that is just passed on to the next person and the next person and the next person. Steve death, Steve's death has now meant that his pain is gone, hmm. but now the three of us and those around us hmm. all have this pain and we have to deal with it because we see what happens if we say, nah, too hard, I'm out too. Hmm. Because believe me, as I said, that day I was getting up beside him Yeah. because... I thought there was absolutely no possible way I would get through that. And I feel that if I had done that, it would have been easy. Mm. Though killing yourself is actually very, very hard and extremely painful. And as an expert in this, I can tell you it's extremely painful. Um, your, your pain will be short-lived. But what you're handing over is something that will never be fixed. Mm. We can go and have therapy and all of this, but we can't fix the bigger problem, which is that Steve's gone. We can't, that can't come back. We can now help our mental health. We can take our time out. We can compartmentalise. I can do more work. I can do makeup videos like I do with my daughter. I can do all the stuff that gets us through. But our biggest illness is the loss of Steve. And these people who think that they're, family are going to be better off (laughs) i can tell you there is absolutely nothing and no one in this world who is better off because someone else committed suicide there is no one ever thinking well i'm glad he's dead i'm glad he did that about bloody time Mm. no one is ever ever going to think that and for you to think that that they're going to be better off they aren't because i'm glad he ended his pain I'm really happy he's yeah, exactly, out of pain now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Really and, and this is what they say. So many people say, but 
people are going to be better off without me because, you know, I'm miserable and I'm hurting people or I'm gambling or I'm doing all of these behaviours or I'm pushing you away. The people that push the hardest are the ones that you need to hold harder. I can tell you that now. I say to people, stop and figure it out. Figure out why you're feeling all that stuff. I mean, and we know, and you know where your pain comes from. Okay, cool. You've worked it out now. Now work out a way to live with it. Work out a way to get a, you know, get around it, get in front of it, live with it, live mm-hmm. side by side with it, feel it when it comes. But, you know. People have a fear of mental health. And as I said, you know, yeah. someone at work, they had a family member die and everyone rallied around them. I got a card. Yeah. Um, you know, so mental health will, until it becomes, when we can say suicide with the same vocal volume as we say every other word, when people start to learn that they can do that, we can actually make this a, a national initiative and we can actually save these people because one person can listen to this and they will say, oh my God, okay, I get it, I get it. But someone else might go, yeah, but they're surviving. Mm. I'm surviving, I'm not living. No, no. I'm not living, and that, that's what I said. You said, you know, how, how's your mental health going? I said, come back in 25 years because my heart. I mean, it's it's three and a half years. I was going to say months. Then it feels like it was yesterday. It feels like it was a, a century ago. Mm. It's so weird. There's this sort of yo-yo effect of, of of how far away it is, but it's an ongoing pain, and this isn't better. My daughter doesn't have her dad to walk her down the aisle. Mm. My daughter doesn't have her dad to teach her how to drive because I'm a hopeless teacher of driving. Um, oh, you know, my, my son doesn't have, you know, his dad to help him navigate, you know, being a young adult. Mm. I mean, I don't think he wants to. He was a good role model because he was a bit crazy. Mm. But, um, but, yeah. but Here's what I did. Do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he's exactly. doing that. He's a fantastic young man. Yeah, but um, it's it's... It's the first thing that people think is that you think that you aren't worthy and you think that you're better off dead, that that, that your worth is less than life. Mm. And it's not. People need to realise that um, you're here for a reason and if you haven't found your reason, keep looking because Mm. this is temporary and people I know I have been at that point I've stood and looked at those bottles of tablets and looked at the car and I've I've actually googled about doing gassings in cars like I'm I mean I'm going to talk about it you know I've I've been there and I've thought about that and I've looked up the science behind and everything because I Mm. plan things um and I realized but hang on a sec tomorrow I might win a million dollars Tomorrow might be the day you get that contract to go and tour the world and talk about killers or... Exactly. You tomorrow don't might know, be the TV show. You, 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 can't, you can't decide what's going to happen to you tomorrow, next week. And right now could be the worst point of, of your life. But then there's five seconds later. And then there's five seconds later. And there's times that I have lived purely breath at a time. Because that's all I've been able to do. Because this is apparently what is better off. Is that me and the children trying to survive in a world where we're shunned and we're pitied um, because of the stigma attached? Mm. You know, we're looked as, oh, you know, you had to deal with him. He must have had severe mental health. It's like, well, no, he he hit it well and that's why he's dead. Mm. Because he actually didn't want to burden us. But a burden shared is a burden lessened. Mm. And it, it, you know... There's nothing we couldn't solve. Nothing. I'm, I'm a problem solver. I love mm. to solve problems. You know, if someone goes, oh, my God, this has just happened like it did today at work, I went, okay, let me think about it. Okay, this is our solution. This is what we do. Mm. If Steve has said to me, I'm not worthy, I don't think I should be here, you're better off without me. And he had said that before, many times before. Mm. And he had lived through it because we always have tomorrow. This is just a fight. You're supposed to fight. You work out issues through fighting and then you have the best makeup sex. And literally that's what I thought I was doing that day when I couldn't find it. We were going to plan on where we were going out for dinner that night and I was planning on makeup sex. Instead, I was talking to police detectives and they were questioning me on my true crime collection. Hmm. You know, why are there tablets out on the bed? And it's like, well, because I was just unpacking my suitcase. Hmm. Um, you know, and I have severe migraines and I have a whole stack of meds. Um, you know, but 
people think that they're completely and utterly broken and that there is no way things can be better. And you can't see the better. You can't see the rainbow through the clouds. You can't. Mm. And it's, it's simplistic to, to, to use these kinds of terms. But people... I've looked back at days, even like three days ago or something, you know, on Steve's birthday, mm. I thought, that's it, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I'm here now. Mm. And I think, oh, my God, was it really that bad? Mm. You know, I've, you know, take my meds, got some exercise in, ate some healthy food. Do the things that you do need the things to do to I stay healthy. To do because I knew if I could get to that night and go to sleep, I'd wake up the next day. Mm. And that is what we sort of have to do sometimes is just have that strength to just say, you know, sometimes just going to bed. Mm. Just go to bed. I do that sometimes. I'll take a... a, a um, Hang on. You can be as loud as you need. We're not that professional. <laughs> <laughs> my son just come I've, home. I've had dogs barking all sorts of things. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Whereas my podcast, they know they have to be silent. But, yeah, it, it, it comes to a point that um, if you can do nothing else, even just go to bed, just... Shut off the world, but keep yourself safe. I want, I want to paraphrase your quote that you used earlier on where you said, you know, you, one day you wake up, grief will be the second thing you think of. Maybe it's as simple as tomorrow you'll wake up and the pain you're in will be the second thing you think of. Mm-hmm. There'll be something else you think of first. Yeah. And that's the direction you head in. Yeah. You know. It's 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 baby steps. Mental health is is is... Not like a cancer because a cancer is, you know, A plus B equals C. You know, it's it's very, it's very um, physiological and and mm. science based. Whereas mental health is an illness of the brain, and if it was a hemorrhage, they could see it. Mm. But mental illness, we're still learning because we've had, you know, centuries of misdiagnoses and things like homosexuality coming into it, and all that revolting stuff. Menopause. That yeah, exactly. All these things that should never have been discussed as mental health i mean you know i love the gays um <laughs> yep. i do yeah no <laughs> problem gays, I, 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 I participate i officiated at a lesbian marriage i'm all good <laughs> my daughter has only been to one wedding and it was a same-sex wedding it's the yeah. only one she's ever been to i thought like, this that. is our great world that we yeah. have you know and this is because th- they're parts of what they used to call mental health that has been eradicated and fixed. So now we have to work on, on the next stuff and we need to use the word suicide and we need to learn to use this as a death and this is a fatal consequence of a disease. Of a mental health condition. Exactly. Yep. Pe- people, people, because it's still that, oh, mental health, oh, yeah, they need a mental health day and you know, there's all these joking things that happen. And mental health days, believe me, we need. I just had two weeks of them and I didn't realise how unwell and how stressed I was. Until I was, I started on the Friday, and then I was having two weeks off after Your that. Your Facebook post certainly changed totally that two yeah. weeks. I can assure yeah. you. <laughs> By even just the Sunday, <coughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I had no idea how much I was working myself, and you know, now uni's done for the year, and the podcast was off for a couple of weeks because we take a break through seasons, and it's just it was a recharge because had I kept going like Steve's birthday that I thought this is it I'm done I mean and this is how frequently it comes up my mental health is okay and I'm safe purely because I have that dialogue in my head that I know that I'm saying I'm done I can't do this and I know there's tomorrow and I know to call out to like my mum and people like that and like when I got this $78,000 bill from the ATO on Friday I rung mum and she goes it's got to be a mistake we'll sort this out and she's getting lawyers and all this sort of stuff really quickly for me and that's what I did. I lessened my burden by sharing it mm. and have people talk me basically off the ledge. Mm. I know that's a horrible term to say, but I'm thinking, oh, my God, I have to sell my house and I can't afford to live anywhere else. Mm. Um, and so you have these moments where you're at that point and I just say, wait another five seconds. Mm. You know, get through the day, go to bed. or go to bed lunchtime. I'm all for naps, believe me, because mm-hmm. sometimes that's what saves me sometimes. Like, I need to go and lie down and reset, put something crap on YouTube or something like that and just get through that time. And because most of, of our problems can be sorted. Mm. You know, unless you've just killed someone, you're going to have to deal with that. But I can tell you, I talk to hundreds of thousands of serial killers and murderers in jail and some of them are doing quite fine. Mm. You know, so... Really, there, there is no problem that 
you can't overcome if you do it the right way. And the wrong way is suicide. The right way is to ask for help. If you're too afraid to ask for help, because we all are, is even just get through the next five seconds. And I'll add in, when someone says, how you going, mate, go, I'm shit. Yeah. Things are, things are not good. Yeah. And be honest about that. And again, it's, it's that I'll do the start talking hashtag mm-hmm. my thing. And it is, that's what it's about. Start talking about your mental health. Start talking about suicide. Start saying those yeah. words. Don't be afraid of them. You know, I found a lump on my, in my, in my boob. Yeah. Oh shit. It could be cancer. Go and get it yeah. treated. Yep. Cool. Like I'm going to get a sleep apnea test in a couple of weeks because I'm absolutely certain that I'm going to go to sleep one night and not wake up because mm-hmm. I'd stop breathing for yep. minutes at a time I'm told um, or for at least a minute or two yep. at a time so you know and it is be proactive look after your health mm-hmm. you know you can stop this go and do that yeah and I, I see it in the same way mm-hmm. and it but it's start talking start talking about yep. your mental health start talk start if, if someone says to you how are you going I'm mm-hmm. shit and if you go to someone and say I need help and they roll their eyes at you that's one person there's another six billion on on this planet, because there is those people who don't care. No, but yeah, or can't can't deal with it. I mean, my, my parents didn't believe that there was any such thing as mental health. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 just smile and you and you'll be fine. That yeah. was their response to it. Yeah. Now they have to see the fatal consequences of it, yeah. and they take it seriously. And they yeah. know we can see that you're going down. Mm. Why do we do? We'll come and you know empty your bins for you or something. Yeah. You know, because they think cleaning is the be all and end all, and I don't clean. Um, you know, but but people do things in in their own way. And if someone just wants to come and make you a sandwich, that's what they can do to help you. Mm. Just accept it, mm. because you know it is strange. Because everyone says, "What can I do?" And you don't you don't say, "Well, you can do this." Mm. But if someone comes and says, "Look, mate, I'm going to take you out for a beer," and I am the worst at this, say yes. Mm. So many people invite me out for coffee and I never, ever, ever, ever go. I will never say yes to an invitation anywhere. Mm. But I really wish I would because it would be better for me. Mm. So, you know, I'm my own worst enemy at some of these things. But I'm learning. Like, I actually went out for a coffee the other day with a friend, um, which, like, that was the first one ever I've done. Mm. And it's like, you know what? didn't kill me. Mm. It wasn't bad. It was nice to chat to someone switch off everything else. I didn't have to be someone. I didn't have to perform. I didn't have to write. I didn't have to be professional. I could just sit and chat to someone. Mm. And it, you don't think it's going to help you and you think you need to lock yourself away, but sometimes taking that step outside is what you actually need. You need to that sort of that reset of looking at, at four different walls because this is my safety zone mm. and I totally get that. And I could go and lie down in bed and work from there for the rest of my life and never have to leave my bed. Easily, I could do that. Mm. And that's what I want to do. Um, and work currently allows me to work from home a lot, which is good because I work from bed. Mm. Um, but I also know that that isn't healthy. Mm. So, like, I know. And because I can see what the outcome can be, I know that I need to keep myself in check. Because on top of all of this, you have issues of people saying, well, if one parent's done this, you know, we've got to watch the other parent now. You know, and I have a lot of stigma about that because people saying, well, she's crying and hysterical about her husband's death. Well, what is she doing for the children? And I've gone through hell with that as well. Mm. You know, whereas I've done my best. I think I did bloody good considering the circumstances, but a lot of people didn't believe I was. Mm. And so, you know, there's all these, all these hurdles. Like I keep thinking our family has to get a break. We need a break, but they don't come. Mm. And there's just more stuff getting... You know, piled on and piled on. I've got a cousin who's dealing with cervical cancer and she's a young girl. My dad's currently in hospital, just had both of his knees done. You know, there's so much going on. My sister's about to move up up the north coast, you know, so I'm about to lose her. And, you know, there's all these things. And my best friend, Robert, lives now in Queensland. So, you know, so we sort of don't get to talk that much except for when we're doing the podcast. So all of these things happen and you think, oh, my God, like it just keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. Mm. And it sometimes does. Mm. And we compile these things, but don't. We need to leave them in their piles. Mm. So we can't mound them all, all up Not like I ones. just did. Because, because, you know, you can climb over a hill, you can't climb a mountain. Yeah. And this is what you, you need to do. Ten hills you can do quickly, you mm. know. And this is what we have to do. We don't have to overburden ourselves by, by piling it all, all together. Mm. You know, Robert is a phone call away. 
you know, the fact that he's in a different state doesn't mean much. You know, I can still Zoom him these days and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, my sister's moved. Well, I just told her they had rolling blackouts yesterday, so I don't think she could move. <laughs> so I keep telling her that. My cousin's cancer. She's going through treatment. You know, she's, she's responding to it. You know, I'm hoping it all goes well. My dad gets discharged on Thursday. So after he's decided he's going to completely overhaul the health system because this is his first time ever in hospital ever in his entire life and he's 72. Mm. So, I mean, there's all of these things that we deal with on a daily basis, but we bundle them together and we can overwhelm ourselves. And then we start to panic and then we say, well, I'm better if I'm not involved because there's one less person to worry about. Mm. It's these thought processes and I have them and, you know. And you get them. Yeah. But you're still here. Yeah. And that's the important and part. And it's, it's hard. Oh, that's a battle. Mm. That's a battle because, like, Steve got the, got the easy way out, you know. Mm. It's a horrible thing to say, but it's like he doesn't have to deal with all this now. Mm. You know, I think my house is actually sliding down the hill. I'm sure it is because it keeps moving. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Just silly things that stress me that we could have talked about mm. and I don't have my person. And, you know, and so I think, well, Maybe if I die, then my kids can pay off the house because of, of my um, superannuation and then they have no debts and they can both buy a house each. And, you know, you, you try and rationalise the suicide. Mm. There's no rationalising of it because you think that it's going to be easier, but for everyone else, you've just made their lives hard. And I know that's a selfish thing to say because Steve took his life and he, he died. He's dead. Mm. You know, oh, that's my that's my old Jimmy cat. Jones. Yeah, and a push push. Um, but but yeah, so we now have his his pain as well because we didn't see his pain. We didn't know we had something we could yeah. have fixed. Yeah. Okay. My big old fat cat. <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, I think that statement that you made is right. You know, he 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 doesn't have to do this now. That's fine. He doesn't have to get do it, but. I think I speak for both of us. I say, shit, I wish he was here to help. <laughs> yeah. I wish he was still here to deal with it. Oh, my God. There's so many times it's like, you would have been better at this than me. Yeah. So many times my daughter says, I wish Dad was here because he would do this. Like, she's about to go for her L's in the next eight months or something. She's like, oh, you know, I wish Dad was still here because he taught Trent how to how to drive. Mm. He, but he's not going to be here to teach me because I'm hopeless. Even mm. Even with my kids in the car now, I panic when Trent drives. It's like, no, 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 you can't because I'm like, i worried he's going to have mm. a car crash. Um, I'm a terrible passenger. Um, but Steve would take him into Sydney in the pouring rain in the Audi. And, yeah, I lost the Audi once Steve died too. As, as I said, he died, but the bills didn't. So the car got repossessed. Um, you know, but there's all these things that he did that I can't do. Yeah. And, you know, but there's things that I want his guidance on. Mm. You know, what do I say to my son who, who's on a different Tinder every night? Like, to me, that doesn't sound like a good thing to do, but coming from his mum, it's not right. And, you know, it's like, he needs his dad. Mm. And, you know, my daughter will always need her dad because the, our family was sort of split, sort of Trent and I together and, and her and Steve together because that's how we sort of, our personalities were. And mm. so that's how it was. So he, she sort of said to, to, to him one time, you know, like, I lost my parent. You, you've, you've still got yours. You know? Yeah, yeah. And there has been times that she said, I wish it was you instead of him. Mm. You know, there's all of this because, you know, it's, it's, it's like when parents divorce and, and, and the kids, you know, no, I'll go and live with him because it's easier. No, I'll go and live with her because it's easier. You know, mm. who's going give, to give the better presents? Well, I'm now the bad, bad guy for it all. Mm. And so, you know, they're like, oh, well... If he was here, it might have been better, you know, and all, all of this sort of stuff. So, before we go, yep. When it gets uh, when it gets all really shitty, mm-hmm. what's your? I, I look, I know this is going to make me feel, but I just need to do yep. this. Is it the nap? Is it RuPaul? Is it a another true crime book? What's that one, what's your absolute go-to to make yourself at least get through the next five seconds? Um, if it's closer to bedtime, which means anything from 2 p.m., yep. I'll, I'll <laughs> go into bed with my laptop and... Go to sleep. Yep, go to sleep. Even if it's just a nap, yep. it gets me through those next five seconds. I've, um, 
if I can go to sleep, I know I'll feel better. Yep. So I have plenty of different sorts of sleeping tablets to take. Um, I can't think. Um, not Voltaren. I can't think of what they are. But um, ah, no, I can't think. Um, but I have like sleeping tablets I can take. So just one, yep. because otherwise I'll, I will have a bad um, sleeping hangover. That's even worse. Mm. But I just, um, I'll go and find something mindless to watch. You know, something that I don't have to think about. I don't have to analyze. I'm not doing true crime or anything. Mm. I don't watch true crime at all. So um, yep. I don't go there. But um, I like horror movies. Mm. You know, um, all this week, it, which is weird because I'm doing Christmas all, all day and at night I've, I've been watching. I have a, I, I have a folder on my um, laptop called Effed Up. M- movies and so it's got like M- Megan is missing, Hereditary, all these ones that people go, oh my god! Mm. So I've, I've been getting lists of them and going and seeing where I can purchase them on streaming services, just to watch things like that because that to me is is comforting. You know, people like to go to sleep listening to true crime. I could think of nothing worse. Mm. Um, but I like to go to bed and watch horror movies. I, d- I don't get scared. Mm. Nothing scares me except the spiders. Um, and drowning, but that's a whole other podcast again. Mm-hmm. But um, and that's that's is a nightmare I have that, that I drown. Um, I have it a lot, which is that's why I can't anxiety. watch Titanic again. Yeah, no, I, I watched it once and that was it. No, never again. There's a there's a YouTuber called <coughs> Mr. Ballin, and he is an ex Navy SEAL diver, mm-hmm. and he just does true crime story sort of things. But as people that um go into caves and underwater caves and stuff and oh, drown oh. and get caught and drown. Absolutely major anxiety inducing. Yep. I can't cope with it. So I then watch the next one and the next one. It's so weird. It gives me different anxiety. Yeah. And it gives me something because um, when you're feeling that that's it, I'm done, I'm over, you have an adrenaline surge because your body is going into fight or flight because mm. you want to give up, but yep. your body knows it's about to go into some yeah. sort of battle, um, mental or physical, it doesn't know. So I divert that. To watching my horror movies, yeah. um, watching these diving, drowning things that freak me out, you know, and they show pictures of them, and it's like, oh my god, because I can get claustrophobic then watching them, yeah. you know, and so I, I divert that same emotion into something different, which is not relating to me, so I can put that aside, compartmentalize my pain, and look at someone else's. So that cat going from here might just move back. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw one the other day, which was um. Was it Ohio somewhere? Was it something I saw on your page maybe? But a guy that got into a crack and then couldn't get out and had to, was in there for like a week. Yeah. And he just couldn't. Yeah. And he couldn't, they couldn't get him out. They couldn't, no. no way to get him no. out. And, and so they tried and they tried and they tried and he ended up slipping down further. <gasps> just had to, and he had to, and he had to sit there for a week knowing he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. He went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because no. all the blood because he was upside down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so that feeling, yeah. I use that feeling yeah. to take me away from that other feeling. It's it's a silly, crazy thing, but someone might listen to this and go, "Oh my god, that would work for me." Yeah. And that you know, whatever you do to make you feel better, it's got to be helping. Obviously, you don't want to have it be destructive things like going and smashing someone over the head or taking copious amounts of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. But you know. Go to a smash lab. You know, my son did one of Scream those. Scream in your car. You scream in your car. <laughs> talk to talk to Facebook. You know, yeah. do whatever you need to. I verbalized everything I, I I was feeling, and I let it all out because I thought the more I did this, the better I would feel, and it didn't. And that's why I stopped because it, it was harming people. I had people say to me, "I'm sorry, but I've I've put you on ignore for thirty days because I just mm. can't deal with it." And I said, that's fine, but as long as you're acknowledging that this is what happens when people take mm. their lives, this is what's left, and people mm. need to remember that. And if it's my face hysterically screaming and and sobbing and talking about the lives of my children and how we have to survive, that's okay. You don't have to watch 25 of them. Mm. That's fine. But if you are still one and thought, yeah, that's bad, mm. it's just going to put that doubt in your head, and that's what people need to do. You need to realize that... There is tomorrow. I think that's a good spot to end. Well, in fact, I'll probably do a two-part on this one. So I reckon, <laughs> uh, I reckon it's a good part to end the one, But I, I think that's that, that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued love and support. Thank you for letting me do this in your husband's honour and, and in you. his memory. No, I'm, I'm and, proud um, of you. 
and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the next 25 years. <laughs> as long as I can beat this sleep apnea. <laughs> 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 All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, folks. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of our podcast. Uh, before I go, could I please ask uh, just a couple of small favours? Number one. Uh, we would very much, as we said at the start, love for you to review this podcast. And of course, please share this podcast. Um, the reviews help us to uh, help other people to see what this podcast is about. And of course, the sharing helps us to get our message out there. We don't have any money, so we're really relying on uh, social media to be able to spread this message. Uh, equally, if you listen to this podcast, now we do a warning at the start, but if you listen to this podcast and anything uh, triggered for you or it made you think about your own mental health or well-being or someone who you loves mental health or well-being, please uh, take steps to help to either manage that yourself or to support someone to manage their mental health. Uh, if you do feel like you are need to talk to somebody uh, and you can't talk to friends or family, please go and see your GP or of course you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Men's Line Australia on 1300 789978. Lifeline on 13 11 14. Or, of course, the Kids Helpline on 1800 551800. If you or someone that you love is in immediate danger, please call triple O. Uh, but at the very least, please um, find a way to manage your mental health and your mental health conditions. And please support the people that you love to manage their mental health and mental health conditions. And again, if something you've heard today triggers for you, please go and seek um, some support uh, immediately to manage your mental health condition, whether that's one of the helplines we just mentioned or the GP. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.